Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. One man with one microphone whose favorite MCU film is Avengers Endgame. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another session of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. In today's session, I wanted to give you guys a sneak peek, a little preview, for those of you who didn't know, of of uh, another one of my podcasts. Uh, now this is obviously all about trailer music and I sort of deviate here and there, as you know, usually within episodes. Um, but I created another another podcast called Composed by Richard Schreiber. Yep, that's me. Uh, I It's kind of like bite-sized podcast episodes, really. Uh, I, I kind of started doing them as YouTube videos, but then I, I found out that I actually really enjoyed them as podcasts more so. They're just small little actionable advice for music makers uh, kind of to improve their mindset, their creativity, their outputs, their lifestyle, really. Uh, it's It was a lot of fun to do, and I will be doing more of them. So we're going to give you a little sneak peek of some of those episodes here on the podcast. And if you do enjoy it, head on over to Composed by Richard Schreiber and subscribe. Uh, just bite-sized little chunks, really. You know, I didn't want to do long-form episodes like this one. I wanted to do something that I could just quickly dish out, you know, uh, covering all sorts of things, you know, from quotes to books to films to uh, recording techniques, you know, just tiny little things because sometimes you don't have time for a sort of one hour 45 minute interview and other times you do uh i really enjoy this stuff i love podcasts as you know so i do hope you get something out of these little snippets and if you enjoy them head on over to composed by richard schreiber and subscribe thanks chaps i'll see you next week welcome to composed with richard schreiber all about mindset creativity and the life and role of a composer today i want to talk about what i would consider to be feeding your soul and this it's come through me through teaching and you know in, in other words through service when i was a teenager and i wanted to get into the music industry i was terrified because they made it out like it was incredibly competitive you wouldn't make any money and you would end up resenting your music and your art and your creativity and yourself to an extent so I was terrified that this was going to happen and it made me go into my career like a closed book. I didn't want to share, I didn't want to help because I wanted to make sure I got there first, which is not a great attitude to have and it's not a great attitude to have in any walk of life because actually it's like this idea of the rising tide lifts all ships. But by helping others, you are helping yourself. By helping others, you are feeding your soul the goodness that feels that you get 
from helping. This is what we're doing with Protégé, our music school, and Blue Pearl, our music library. It's providing opportunities for other composers to get their music licensed, to get their music out there, to get the freedom that Vikram Goody and I have and do experience from our successes in the music industries. The reason I'm saying this to you is not as like a gloat, like, hey, I can help other people, but actually, it's an incredibly wonderful thing to help other people. When someone asks your advice, give them your advice. You know, obviously time constraints aware. You are there to help other people as much as you are to help yourselves. And the sense of pleasure and happiness I get from hearing other people's successes as an indirect or even direct result of something I have done is, I would probably say, almost surpasses the feeling of the successes of my own. Because it's going against that thing that I was kind of exposed to, that it's too competitive, that you'll resent what you do, you won't be able to help, you shouldn't help other people because there's not enough work to go around. There's tons of work to go around. And we should all be sharing it and helping each other. And the feeling I get from doing that, and you know, it, even these, I don't, I wouldn't say I get a huge viewership, but the fact that I can help one of you with these three to six minute chats really lifts me up. And I think maybe think about ways that you can help other people. You can bring that service back out. It may be sharing your music. It may be helping somebody with composition or mixing or production or orchestration. Maybe just helping out by, you know, playing a little bit of a violin, if you can, of course. Feed your souls by doing some service for other people. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is because it's helped me tremendously. It has made me see the music industries that I am in as nothing but wonderful opportunities for everyone. I have been thinking about giving up. And I have done this many, many times in my career as a composer. I have been thinking, do I give up writing music? And then it makes me think, I'm just like an elastic band. So hear me out. Those times when I've thought to myself, I'm, I want to give up, I, and I have, in some instances, uh, stopped writing for a large amount of time. I say large, it's probably, it was probably a few months. But I really felt like I was lost. I felt like I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing. And that's because I'm like an elastic band, right? My natural state is this little elastic band, just chilling out the way it is. But then when I'm thinking about giving up, I'm resisting. I am stretching my, trying to stretch myself out of this natural state. This natural state for me is to be creative and to write music. I've always been fascinated with music and recording and sound. You know, even from a very, very young age, I blooming love pots and pans. And what happens is, the, the situation I'm in, whether it's problems with my publisher, whether it's problems with my door, whether it's this, you, you can see my elastic band is stretching. And I'm feeling tense, right? And because of that tension, that resistance that I'm experiencing, I am not enjoying myself. And I have encountered this many times, and I'm sharing this with you because I want you to know you're not alone. 
I know a few of my students have messaged me and said, you know what, actually, I, this is really hard for me. I, I, maybe I'm not, not supposed to be doing it. And let me remind you, like you are an elastic band. Those situations are when you are being stretched. If you let go, you will find yourself returning to your natural state. And your natural state is to write music, is to be creative. You will find that you miss it. You will find that you, you are leaning your time. It's like you're magnetically drawn to returning to this natural state. <laughs> so for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm just dangling this uh, limp elastic band in front of me. It doesn't look like a natural state very much, does it? Let me just uh, return to the discussion. You can take time off, and maybe it's good for you to take time off. I know in those times when I have taken time off, it's been good for me because I, I've realised what's important. Now I know what's important. And those times do come, you know... It, Oh, I, I feel like I should give up. Am I, am I even meant to do it? You know, it's the whole imposter syndrome. The inner critic just absolutely hounds you. It's usually when I'm super tired or super stressed or both, right? Uh, or unwell. In those times, let go and let yourself return to your natural state so that you can remember what it is you love about creating. So that you can hear those little voices saying, lovely little voices because the pressure is off and um, creativity does not do well under pressure and I don't mean like a deadline I mean under stressed pressure where you're not enjoying it you know I think a certain amount of pressure is a good limitation and that's why I believe deadlines are good because they get us to stop produce the music get out and stop worrying about the low end stop worrying about your back end it looks fine it sounds fine so yeah uh, rather than rambling on a little bit more if you have ever found yourself thinking I shouldn't be doing this, or this is too hard, or I think I'm going to give up. Let go. Let go of all the expectations of yourself and remember your natural state. The natural state being, I just love writing music. Okay? We've all been there, and we all will probably visit there again. It's perfectly normal, it's perfectly natural. Enjoy the work you do. Hey guys, welcome to Compose with Richard Schreiber. I was listening to an interview the other day with Matthew McConaughey, um, and he was talking about his book, Green Lights, which I haven't read yet, uh, but he mentions something about he kind of, uh, when he was when he was younger, he wrote himself this kind of like, not the Ten Commandments type of thing, but kind of like uh, 10 things he wants to have achieved in life. And one of the things he mentioned was... Uh, about living your legacy now. And I thought, oh, that's a great thing to think. And it kind of ties in with something, uh, a really great journaling question, which I shall put in one of my books, um, is about uh, imagine you're dead and people are at your funeral talking about you. What do you want them to say? Because that's your legacy, really, isn't it? Uh, it's all about what you plan to do with your life in the long term, you know, how do you want to be remembered and what do you want to achieve? And the idea of living your legacy, legacy now is really nice because it, it stops it becoming like a thing I'm going to achieve in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. It's something that you can do today 
and every day. I think that's just beautiful. And you know, a, a lot of a lot of this stuff for me is is, is huge. This mindset stuff, uh, it's so important, and it's not focused on enough for musicians and composers. Uh, in fact, creatives in general, it's not focused on enough. Because I think when you're a creative person, you uh, you you understand and feel such a broad range of emotions that it becomes overwhelming and difficult. So I think this mindset stuff is really important. And this living your legacy now is so it's such a lovely way to think, okay, right, actually, like, what do I want to do and achieve with myself? But how can I achieve it now? How can I live that end of life version of myself now? And I don't mean like, you know, having uh, incontinence problems and uh, needing assistance to get out of bed. I mean, what is it that you think is important in your life? You know, is kindness and generosity important? Do you want to be remembered as being kind and generous? Then you need to act on that now. And you need to do that now. You know, you need to tithe, you need to do some service, you need to say kind things and act out kind things. What you say and do and think needs to be kind. You know, do you want to have done the most amazing body of compositions? In that case, you need to be working on your compositions today and every day. Because you, it's it's this compound thing with with working on your days, and I'm going to talk about this a lot. You know, you're sort of de designing your day is basically designing your life in micro, rather than it going the other way around where you go, okay, what do I want from my life now? Let's go from my day. You kind of oh, wait, no, that's not right. Rather than going, what do I want from my day now? Let's push that to the rest of my life. You go, okay, what do I want from my life? What and how can I do that today, every day? You know, and this this uh, daily vlogging vlog cast podcast plog cast plog vlog podcast thing uh, is part of that for me. You know, uh, as are my daily piano compositions, which are released on a separate podcast and also as albums. How can I live my legacy now? So grab a pen and paper, write that question at the top, and just write. It's really good to do this type of stuff. How can I live my legacy now? How can I do those things that I want to have achieved now? You want to be a successful composer? When you're a successful composer, you will be composing. So do that. You want to be uh, known for your charitable work? Do that now. Whether you have money or time or not, you, you carve out the tiniest amount of time and money now, and then that will carry through. It's a wonderful thing, guys. Live your legacy now. Thank you, Mr. McConaughey. Hey guys, Rich here. Um, I wanted to ask the question, uh, or even answer the question, why write every day? And when I say write, I mean compose, create. Uh, why should you do it every day? Now, the thing about creating and writing and composing and capturing and all of these things, it's why do we do anything every day? We do it for two reasons in my mind. Enjoyment, and we do it for the compound effect that continually doing something does, okay? Like, if we meditate every day, we're looking for the compound effect of calming in our life, maybe even spiritual progress. Why do we write every day? To practice getting better at writing and to practice the art of flow. I like to call it the flow uh, of your inspiration, of your ideas. 
the more you do something every day, the more incremental improvements you will see. And also, I mean, that's not just necessarily like in your, the output, but in your, the way you feel, in your confidence. You know, so often with, with creative people is you get to this point in your career, uh, or even actually maybe you don't ever get to this point in this career, but you get to a point where you go, I feel a bit like an imposter. I mean, how did I get to this point? I, I don't really consider myself uh, a professional this, professional composer. Um, and how do you get past that? You get past it by doing things that make you feel like that uh, idea of yourself. So if you wanted to be a composer, what does a composer mean to you? A composer is somebody who writes music. And if you do that every day, you will build incrementally your confidence in your abilities. You will also build incrementally your ability to bring those ideas down. It's really, it's just really amazing. Uh, and I, I used to see this all the time when I used to teach uh, instruments, uh, namely guitar. Uh, those kids who spent a little bit of time every day practicing improved so much more than those who would binge practice, i.e. practice for an hour once a week. Those of you who picked up their guitar five, ten minutes a day made huge progress. Huge progress. And I saw huge progress in my ability to write not only music that I enjoyed, uh, but music that was effective and actually music that was on brief when I started writing every day. Just let those ideas out. It's almost like you need to have like a, a release session where you just, just improvise. Just write something, you open up your door and then you just play something in and that's it. You don't critique it. I mean, I will, you'll hear me talk about this. Write, don't edit. You've got to let those ideas come out, you know. Often when people would write a book, you'll hear stories of them literally just sort of pounding the keys, writing, 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 writing. They won't edit anything until they go back with a critical eye. And that's what we're doing every day. When we write every day, when we compose every day, when we create every day, we are incrementally increasing our abilities, our self-confidence, and our intuition. It's hugely important. And what you will see is so many improvements if you do little and often. No pressure. Five minutes every day, 10 minutes every day. Hey guys, Rich here. Um, have you ever wondered how you can become less precious, less of a perfectionist? How you can just write cues easily and quickly and feel proud of them? Here's how I do it. So the first thing is, right, you think about things that you're precious over, things that feel unique and rare, like there's only like one of them. You have one track, okay? Uh, and that one track, you feel very precious of, it's my precious. But then that's the problem. You have one track, it's all of your eggs in one basket. What happens if you have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tracks? That is the key, and that is how I do it. So. It, it's kind of as simple as that, but I mean, if we just dive into that a little bit, you know, uh, you've got this one precious, so you get all worried about all the mistakes, you get worried that you're going to ruin it. Whereas if you have 
10 sketches on the go at the same time, then you stop worrying so much about something being off in one track. So for instance, I know a big concern for anyone working for a publisher or for a client is that they're not gonna like it. And this kind of gives you the creative freedom to have like a few tracks where you can get your weird on, you know, you can do the crazy stuff you want to do, but you've also got these other tracks where you have the safety to go, well, okay, I know they like this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to stick to the safe route. It's kind of like hedging your bets. Uh, and also, it's kind of like you, you're doing this one of your 10 tracks and you go, hmm. I really wish I could have done this. And you go, I can do that on one of the other tracks. I mean, it's so simple. It's such a simple thing. And this applies across the board to any creative act. Having multiple ideas going gives you that creative freedom and creative room to not be overly precious about your work and not be an, uh, a, air quotes, perfectionist about it. Um, luckily, I don't suffer from that. Uh, often I release stuff and I go, oops, there was a mistake there, uh, which, you know, I, can't, I wouldn't say I'm particularly proud of, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's kind of like uh, that old saying, uh, wait, it's not like any old saying. <laughs> Don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, it's kind of like if the idea is is glowing, if the idea has the right energy, sometimes it doesn't matter how polished it is. And that's the thing. Sometimes you can, if you've got your one precious egg, you know, you spend months polishing it and you, you forget what this, uh, what is actually important about the track you're doing. Sometimes you realize you've spent a week working on the track that you don't actually think is that great. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting. That's the way I, I love to write and I love to work. And this goes across the board with any creative output of mine. Having lots of things going at the same time so that I can test all different ideas at the same time and and see what happens to them. Because, you know, what happens if, if you've got 10 tracks going at the same time and I get the, I take them all to a certain point and I go, oh, actually, one of them isn't very good. It doesn't matter. Whereas what happens if that one track that wasn't very good was your one precious track that you worked on the entire time? You'd feel like you've wasted the whole time. And you'd feel so low and you'd just plummet. So, I challenge you to a duel. No, I challenge you, next time you're sitting down to do some creative work, just give yourself, like, some time, a little bit more time maybe than usual, and just start a bunch of ideas at the same time. Now, this might be a new challenge for you because then you might be like, well, now I've got too many things going on at the same time. You know, you need to kind of gauge where your sweet spot is. It might be three tracks, it might be four tracks, it might be 50 tracks, you don't know. Um, just try it and see how that develops. And if that helps you in the creative process of writing and being less precious and less of a perfectionist and just actually focusing on the generation of ideas and letting those ideas flow through you and flow out into the world so that you can gift us with your creative awesomeness.
Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.